Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Movies and a Meal, a podcast where we talk about movies and other things while we eat. I'm your co-host Ben, and as always I'm joined by Keith hey. and Brad. What's up? Okay, so we actually have one of the bigger movies of the year that just came out, and we're going to review it. And that movie is Dune Part 2, which is a sequel to the 2021 movie that was directed by Denis Villeneuve and starring, among other people, Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Josh Brolin, Rebecca Ferguson, and many, many other people. Mm-hmm. And even more in this one. Yeah, it's based on the uh, sci-fi series from Frank Herbert that was famously a movie in the 80s with Kyle MacLachlan um, that wasn't so well-received and then that David Lynch directed and then some TV series and whatnot. But before I can get into any more of that, I'll just throw it to Brad for the uh, summary. So Brad, what's this movie about? All right, summary as always, courtesy of IMDb. Paul Atreides unites with Johnny and the Freeman while seeking revenge against conspirators who destroyed his Okay. You know, this movie came out. It's been anticipated. The first Dune movie that um, Denny Villeneuve directed in 2021 was uh, Oscar-nominated. If I remember correctly, Keith, you gave that movie a four. I did. And I gave it a three. And I actually saw it for Oscar prep and yeah. fell in love with it. So you didn't it, so. have a... You didn't give yeah, an official on the record. Oh, what was, no, so what would you think no. your on the record thing would be? Probably three and three and a half, okay. four-ish, maybe. Yeah. So three, three and a half, four-ish. Come well, three and a half, four-ish. <laughs> okay. Three, okay. Three, three and a half, four. Okay. Be in that range. So, <laughs> okay. Um, oh, so three point seven five. Yeah. yeah. We'll say that. <laughs> well, so. okay. So why don't we go ahead and kick it to you, Brad? What do you think about Dune Part Two? I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I don't think there's nobody that could probably top some of the visual effects this movie does. It's, nope. it's wonderfully done, and the acting is. Um, Pretty good all around, I gotta say. Timothy Chalamet is great. Zendaya is great. I like Austin Butler in this. I mean, I can. We might go into him more. Javier Bardem is wonderful in this. Roland's good. Ferguson's is good. There's some characters that kind of got the short end of the stick, but that's sort of like what happened in Dune One too. It's like they're kind of like precursors for what's probably coming in, Dune, uh, in the in the sequel to Dune. Well, there, so. I, I was kind of impressed, impressed though, except for one cameo. We can talk about later though. Almost everybody was essential to the story. And there was a lot of characters. I really love how Chalamet made Paul Atreides go from a revenge-seeking man dealing a lot of pain to a boy, to a man who not only grew up, had the fiercest of a warrior, but he still had kindness and compassion and even love to uh, Johnny and uh, Stilgar. And his change and Rebecca Ferguson's Jessica's change is very well done. You, you could tell, like, the switch is flipped. Like, e- even Chalamet's character, Paul Atreides, like, two-thirds of the way through the movie, I mean, he does he does a flip, and it's very well done. Came out of the movie theater, you know, it was Ben said, it was Ben said, we, were, we really don't come out of the movie theaters and we're that silent. But, you know, I think, I won't speak for all of you, but I might have liked this most of all. I just adore this movie. You know, it was just, it was just an all-around stunner. And I was thinking about it, you know, Villeneuve does so many things very well. It's along with balancing all the characters, the world building in this. I mean, it builds off the first movie, obviously, but also the vivid storytelling. Um, I was not bored, at one, not once, for the two hours, 46 minutes. The um, exposition at the beginning was all covered up very quickly, and then it's just exciting throughout. I loved it. I was trying to think of anybody on, who's on a par with Villeneuve. To me, George Miller comes close, but Villeneuve is, right now is really doing his own thing, and he's doing it better than anybody. Mm, Nolan, right? I would, I would uh, Nolan, maybe. Yeah. Pers- pers- I think they're, I, I'm not probably... sure Nolan is much of a visual master as he is more of a. He's probably a better storyteller. But they're both. I'd say they're 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 on the top right now. You know, like with the first movie, it took a while for me to get into it. 
And I know the reasons for that. You got to do a lot of table setting. Part of it is just like catching people up a little bit on the first movie that came out three years ago. But once it really settles in, I've seen some bad movies in the theaters in 2024. (laughs) And it's great to see one and have, you know, have a better appreciation now of what good movie making is. And yeah, there's a scene in the movie where when we left the, when we left Everybody in Dune Part 1, Timothy Chalamet's character and Rebecca Ferguson's character, you know, they're taken in by the Fremen. And, you know, there's a part in the movie later on when Paul Atreides, that's Timothy Chalamet's character, you know, it's a little bit more integrated with some of the rebels and the fighting. And there's an ambush scene with him and Zendaya and a bunch of other people where they ambush a... uh, Essentially, a combine, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, to, Almost like an imperial walk. Yeah, they, you know, they're they're farming spice, and uh, that was a great action sequence. It was it, probably as good as any kind of war movie I've seen. It had a lot of beats of Band of Brothers, and you know, it's just like they emerge out of the out of the sand, and they're like ninjas. They're taking these people down, and then there's a whole action sequence where you know Zendaya's trying to like shoot down a helicopter with a with a <laughs> rocket launcher it's just she's successful and the helicopter's exploding and then it's in the background and they're they're like running away i'm just like this is like damn this is a movie like i'm glad i'm i'm here to watch this so exactly. i i enjoy this and I, I this is probably like the worst you know prediction of the year cuz it's going to come true i mean this movie's going to be nominated for several oscars i would oh, put yeah. this at the top top contender for next year's Oscar season. I would assume Best Picture. Um, before we continue, maybe it'd be better for us to go ahead and do our reviews mm-hmm. and then we can just go ahead and take the spoilers lids off. So um, I'll go first. Um, I'll give it a four. It, it built very well on the first movie. The second one, it has more action, but also all the characters are deeper and more rich than what they have. So I'm going to give it a four. Um, why don't we go Brad and then Keith? I'm going to give it a four and a half. I really did enjoy this. There's, there's, not much negative to this movie. Yet. Keith, what do you think? All right. Well, you know, I thought about this quite a bit last night as I was watching some silly movie, and I could not think of one thing I did not like about this movie, so I'm going to have to give it a five. Why don't we do the Rotten Tomatoes in the box office, and then we can go into spoilers in case anybody... Right. Okay. Well, ben, you can go first. So, critics and audience, uh, Ben, what you thinking? I haven't seen a bad thing about it, and not only is I haven't seen a bad thing about it, people are, like, really raving about it, so I'm going to go pretty high. I'll go 95... And I'll go just a slight tick above for the audience. I'll go 96. So 95 and 96. All right. Well, this is Price is Right, but also the Washington Post, which I decided to stop reading for movie reviews, gave it a 2.5 out of 5. So I'll go 90. Fans, uh, I'll go 85. People are people are pretty hard on Dune. Well, if we were going to do it Price is Right, Ben, you would have just, just went over. <laughs> Critics, 94%, 326 mm-hmm. reviews. Audience, 95%. 1,000 plus reviews. All right. And uh, critics consensus, courtesy of Rotten Tomatoes. Visually thrilling and narratively epic, Dune Part 2 continues Denis Villeneuve's adaptation of the beloved sci-fi series in spectacular form. As far as the weekend box office, you could probably guess, um, (laughs) unless you've been under a rock, Dune Part 2 finished first, $81.5 million. Excellent. I was going to guess maybe 70, but that's that's, that's incredible. That's good. So, um... Number two, the two-time reigning champ, uh, maybe three-time reigning champ, Bob Marley, One Love, finished in second with $7.4 million, three-week total of $82.8 million. Okay, I thought it was at 100 but it's doing very well. Yeah, yeah probably, definitely 100 uh, mm-hmm. um, worldwide. Oh, yeah. Uh, number three, Ordinary Angels, uh, $3.8 million, two-week total of $12.6 million. Keith, I, I did not promise you about Madam Webb. 
says, Madam Webb finished in fourth. I'll allow it. $3.2 million, three-week total of $40.4 million somehow. This movie, That's probably not that bad once you're adding the international. It this, might, it might actually movie, make money. This movie mm-hmm. might actually get up to $50 million yeah. somehow, which mm-hmm. is absurd. But nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> and rounding out the top five, Chosen, season four, episodes seven and eight. $3.15 million for a three-day total, and for a one-week total, $3.9 million. So that's a Jesus thing, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. So okay. Um, I think at this point they're at the near the um, the Easter season. I think okay. that's where they're at. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so memory serves okay. right. So. Let's go ahead and talk about spoilers. Turn away! Right. Turn away now! Okay, so the bigger plot, I mean... If you want to rehash what original Dune was, basically the Atreides uh, family was sent to uh, this planet uh, to mine spice for the Federation, you know, this big conglomeration of different empire or different planet leadership. Palace intrigue, basically, they were set up to fail because um, the Emperor, who's played in this movie by Christopher Walken, basically doesn't like them. Uh, And so they're set up to fail and get killed by um, the other people who are led by Stellan Skarsgård's folks, um, Harkonnens, right? Harkonnens. Mm -hmm. So Oscar Isaac, who was the leader of that, he gets wiped out. And, um, you know, Jason Momoa is also killed in that one. And then Joss Brolin is kind of missing in action. Paul Atreides... Timothy Chalamet and Rebecca Ferguson, Jessica, who's uh, the mother of Paul, they are on the run and they hook up with a uh, Fremen who are rebels in that planet, basically fighting the people who come to sap resources from their planet. So in this one, the prophecy is basically just like, you know, I mean, to put the most broad point on it, you know, Paul Atreides is basically like, Space Jesus um, in this part. Uh, You know, he's the chosen one to lead the Fremen to freedom. Mm -hmm. And he does that, but, and, you know, does it well. But uh, he also has a slight, I won't say heel turn, but, um, you know, it's like he he leads them into victory. The Empire, the Emperor is uh, vanquished. Um, The the Harkonnens are basically um, neutralized. But also, he becomes the new leader, the new emperor, and even though that he and Zendaya's character, uh, Johnny, have a relationship together, he basically dumps her private, or I'm sorry, very publicly, without warning, (laughs) (laughs) um, because, uh, for political reasons, because he's going to marry the now-deposed emperor's Mm -hmm. daughter, Florence Pugh, as a way to kind of, like, unite the families a little bit. And then the movie ends with the other other families, I guess you would say, or other planet leadership being like... This is the whole world. Yeah, they're, they're like, no, we don't accept what you just did, and that's how the movie ends. And um, Zendaya's character is basically like, I'm out, because yeah. I'm not really into this prophecy thing, and, uh, you know, I you're... I don't know. Well, I like the last shot of, shot of Johnny, because you're right, she's out with Paul, but Johnny's a soldier. She's not out with the Fremen. She'll be back. But, you know, um, you're right. This movie, the plot is pretty great, but visually, you know, it's hard to pick out your favorite scenes because there's so many great ones. But I have three that I really thought were the best. First, first one was when uh, Paul first rides the um, the, the uh, sandworm. Mm-hmm. But my favorite stretch of the movie, and I'm sure you guys might agree, is when the rise of Austin Butler's Fade Rotha. It's not really black and white, but it feels like black and white. It's filmed with this austere kind of steel... And it's great because it looks like nothing else in the rest of the movie. The rest of it's a desert escape. And the end, Ben's right, you know, just the way he turned. I, I could see that he was going to do that. I mean, it's the only logical thing to do. But still, they had so many things to pick up there. That final battle was great between him and Fade Rotha. 
And the ending, I thought, was just perfect. I mean, and you feel for Johnny. I mean, she's, yeah. she's, she's fallen in love. She's, she's basically, like, I won't say love at first sight, but I mean, they're together. They're basically together, and then Paul doesn't make a heel turn, but he makes he, he turns into sort of like an anti-hero-ish, even though that's not really the right term either. And I mean... Well, he, he's pretty much a throw dick. Yeah, I mean, but, but I mean, it's, but it's, it's, it's the price to pay if you're a royalty. I mean, yeah. you don't... Most of the time, you and you and it's like all the sappy uh, rom coms. When it involves royalty, it's like the prince falls in love with a common woman, but mm-hmm. there's always this other woman who's a princess, and they're supposed to be together. And it's you're like, leaning on your vast Disney knowledge here. I mean, it's, I'm, it, I'm, it, I'm it, gonna go with vast <laughs> Disney. It's, it's, just, it, it's all it's all movies like that. I mean, yeah, is that yeah. what? Basically, isn't that what Prince Charles and Prince, Princess Diana were? Exactly. Um, yeah. But but also, you know, it's a kind of story that we've seen a lot of times too in movies and like a lot of a lot of athletes and famous famous men famous women too but a lot of men this is the story that plays out of just you have a woman that's beside you as you're coming up and very supportive and then as soon as you make it big you're out and you get upgraded <laughs> i mean it's unfortunately it's you don't marry for love you marry for positioning yeah yeah this that's so, what this movie yeah, yeah, that's yeah. and i mean and, and it definitely shows in the final scene it's just not only is Johnny staying planet side, and it's like she'll she'll probably be back, but just seeing that. just seeing Zendaya just portray with the tears in her mm-hmm. eyes, it's very well done. I like that last shot. It's mm-hmm. it's very well done, and I'll I'll add the battle scene, uh, the final battle scene that the other. That's, oh yeah, that's the action is very good in this yeah. movie. Yeah. All around, yeah. that's, that's it's very well done. It's in very this one. So I also really love the duel at the end between uh, Paul and is it Fire Rafa? Sure, sure. Austin Butler versus Timothy yeah. Chalamet. Yeah, and um, it's shot well. The action's good. Timothy it's not Chalamet not at all. It's just very well done. Timothy yeah. Chalamet is still like 130 pounds, yeah, and like, there's <laughs> part of me that still is a little skeptical about him being an action hero. But that's also, I think, part of the movie is that he's this boy. That yeah. He's not. He's not a. He's not a Duncan Idaho. He's not a. Jason Momoa, like you know, six four, like you know, superhero Chris Evans guy. He's just a regular guy. Yeah. Theoretically, Austin Butler's kind of a regular guy too, so it kind of works. He wasn't he's just like, more he wasn't fit. Like fighting, you know, Momoa. No, it's no. like it's like Austin Butler versus Batista's character. Yeah. Um, the two of them, by the way, that was great. Yeah, that was Batista's apparently they improvised a lot yeah. of that, and it yeah. was it was really funny. Yeah, <laughs> I like Batista. Batista. We've said this before, um, and I think also he has a champion in Denny Villeneuve. But like, I think, but out of the three like main wrestling people that we're seeing a lot of between him, Cena, and The Rock, um, I mean, I think he. I won't say he won an Oscar first, but I, I definitely think he'll win an award first. He'll be he'll win like a Golden Globe or something before yeah. those guys will. And then we'll back me up here. Yeah. See my spy. It's yeah. so cute and yeah. fun. You know. Yeah, but he can do, you know, he's Blade Runner, these movies. Yeah. I don't know. I think Cena might win a Golden Globe for... For comedy. Uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, comedy. Yeah, yeah. He could do Cena's comedy. Cena's very good. So, yeah, the Rock, but, I... Uh, Ricky, you know. Ricky's the Nicky. He might be... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Dude. Honestly, <laughs> I love Austin Butler in this as oh, yeah. uh, Fire Rafa, but it's he's almost kind of like weirdly underutilized in this. I mean, it's... I don't know. He gets his whole middle arc. Yeah, you know? I mean, but it's it's a one and done and it feels weird because you'd think it'd be, yeah. it'd be a character that... But I, I mean... I kind of like that, though. I kind of like the one yeah. and done. You know, I like that. I like he, a tight he, story. He, he's know? just set up to be the the opposite for Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. yeah. Right? Just like Josh Brolin and, and Dave Bautista's characters mm-hmm. are yeah. kind of parallel to each other. Those two are parallel to each other, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. And I, and I mean, we're hopping around here, but I really love Bardem in this character. It's, yeah, he's so very I mentioned it once, but I mean, he's kind, but he's fair with Paul, and um, it just seems like he plays his part well, and he plays it with religious fervor too, which he he does an amazing job with that. So 
Um, he's he's sort of like the he's basically your comic relief, I guess, in this movie. Sort of, yeah. I mean, it's it's dry comedy, but it works perfectly. So but, he was um, the only comedy in it. So there had to be yeah. some. Batista, yeah. unintentionally, oh, yeah, not Batista. because he's bad, but yeah. because his character. <laughs> yeah, the two gets, of them were very funny. His char- because Batista's character gets punked a lot <laughs> yeah, in this does. movie. Yeah. Well, basically all in this movie. Yeah. After yeah. being after being kind of the secondary heavy in the first one, mm-hmm. he is yeah, he like he's his, nerfed, you know? as the kids say. I'm I'm curious about you guys. What what do you think about Rebecca's first? performance of Jessica. I thought she was great and I love the evolution of it because you don't know you're I'm pretty sure she's gonna go full on evil in number three. It's just a guess. She's kinda of the emperor in this she one is. in the Star yeah. Wars version. And yeah. I liked her. I love I love the you know the writing on her face, but you know what I really like is what it sets up for um Dune Three. The women are gonna rule. Prince watch out for Princess Erlon, you know, Florence Pugh. Anna Taylor Joy is the spoiler off is as Paul's sister. I don't know where this is gonna be. When is that gonna be? Because she's not um, even born yet in this movie. I have so no idea. where are we gonna flash forward or I, have I mean no idea. It's, I mean, it's, they look like they're the same age. It's it's <laughs> you know, it's it's sci fi, it's alien, so I mean I don't know. It, it, they could be it could be um it could be that his dad was a dog. And had another, had another, like a piece on the side, and had a daughter. No, 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 because this baby is the one that's growing inside Rebecca Ferguson. That's someone who's talking to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. Well, you know, in in these movies, the time is fluid. Well, well, I'll I'll put it this way, and 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 it's already been proven that uh, Denis has uh, has swayed from the books. But I believe the start of the next book, which I think is supposed to be the start of the book, the book is called Dune Messiah. For yeah. a little, little yeah. clue. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, apparently, it, it is. I guess sort of flashed forward. I think, if I've read correctly, because it's like because in the end of the movie, you see they're loading on spaceships to get ready to go to battle in, in space, and apparently, it's like there's a little bit of questioning about Paul's methods from there. So it could be a flash you mean forward in the future. Yeah, a leap into the future, like a flash forward into the future. But I'm not saying it will or it won't. I'm saying it could be. So I mean, but like it, well, like we Paul, say, Paul, I mean, in order for intrigue, Paul has to be a faulty leader, and he will be, I'm sure. Yeah. No. So, but I mean, like I said, but he's also changed up like the ending of the book in the movie. The it, the book, the ending of the movie is different from the I, book. Yeah, so. but I maybe, but I I understand. I didn't read it, but I have. He stuck pretty close, except maybe the ending, yeah. almost entirely to the no, first book. No, I agree. For the whole ending, it, or for, the, for most of the movie, he stuck to it, but he switched up the ending and it actually made it better. How so? Well, what was the switch, you know? Well, and the switch was, and this is just me reading, not mm-hmm. the book, just about it, mm-hmm. was that basically, I, I don't remember if Johnny knew that this was the plan. I think he told her the plan. He told her beforehand that he was going to yes. marry Princess Ariana. Yes, and well, that she, would have been nicer. And she you know. and she was in agreement <laughs> with him. So well, yeah, if so, she, she would have gone along with it if yeah. he had just told her. It yeah. just, no. she she was she was publicly humiliated yeah, in this movie, yeah. no. and also she she wasn't she wasn't into the Messiah thing exactly. And then also, I mean, in the rift too, because. Um, once Paul kind of ascended, he, you know, obviously he's got a bigger head. He's using his, he, he had imbibed these like worm juice oh, yeah, powers yeah. to make to make him um, kind of see the future. Kind of what the Rebecca Ferguson mm-hmm. and that order of women can do, the, the grandmothers or whatever they're called. Something um, mother. And, you know, when he's starting to like use that power and like kind of be a little bit more like, I don't know, like conceited or whatever, but just like. Um, more forceful over that, and she's just not into it. Well, but not only that, but he she's, also, well, she's I mean, the conscience of Dune, and yeah. you know, obviously, yeah. But I mean, and, and you're right. In in the book, she's more 
she's more part of the religious. She she's joined them and basically she's not like fighting against it. I mean, it basically makes Zendaya a more powerful, makes Johnny a more powerful woman and a more powerful character well, with the movie. Dune ending, three is so. going to be all about Johnny. Yeah. I, can't, I can't wait. So, <laughs> um, I, I, like you, I I, I kind of like how she played the dual role. I mean, at at times well, she, she was um, uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Mm-hmm. She played like the kind mother to Paul. But I she mean, she was pretty evil throughout it. Well, or at least at least hinted evil. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, she she kind of hinted at it, especially with everybody else. But with Paul, you kind of see. To an extent, the the motherly side of it, especially in the beginning of the movie, e- even there, I mean, she's like just chatting with him. But I kind of like just the telepathy with the um, with the baby, just just yeah. her just conversating with the unborn baby and the using the demon like voice that she had. That was <laughs> yeah. that, I, that, the, she did a really good job playing a dual role for me. So. She was great. Yeah, I would say Austin Butler was a little better as far as stealing the movie, but she was fantastic. Yeah. Oh. So I wish we could have saw more from. Um, Florence Pugh, Christopher Walken, and Lisa do, but but I know that, that didn't bother me. But I know it's coming, as, yeah, especially yeah. Florence Pugh. She was just the narrator yeah. in this yeah. one. She was yeah. an observer. I mean, you know, you could say the same thing about Dune Part One, except just change out with Zendaya because that's yeah. basically it. Zendaya yeah. was only in there for like, mm-hmm. and I kind of like how he does that. He kind of like introduces the characters. Gives them a little yeah. something, but not mm-hmm. much. And then it's like the second movie you yeah. kind of focus on. It's it's really it's really almost like book like the way he does. Well, it. I assume well done, I assume but. the third one will. I mean, they'll it'll be in the future. They'll have already been Florence Pugh's character and um, Timothy Chalamet. They'll already be officially mm-hmm. um, man and wife and ruling. And I guess probably maybe. still be at war. I would assume. Yeah, no. yeah. You know, maybe of a, a questionable uh, you know um, uh, empire, or whatever. Leah Sadu is definitely she's fantastic. She's fantastic. <laughs> no, she's mesmerizing at times. Well, I mean, she's a it's, beautiful woman. Yeah, you know, there's so many beautiful people in this movie. Yeah, like, all so, beautiful, all men and women. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And worms too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I love the sandworms in the Sandstorm special. It's hard. To, it's really hard to find faults. You know, again, I'll say this every podcast, Mister Runtime. But also, <laughs> I, at least I understand you're setting up. It's a it's a huge book, and mm-hmm. you know. Um, you just have to salute Denny Villeneuve for basically taking a movie that people did not think could be made into a movie. I mean, again, we we had one in uh, with David Lynch, who's a great filmmaker, his own right. Um, now, I've seen that movie, and it's not terrible. Yeah, yeah. it is a good average. I mean, it's sci-fi yeah, it's movie. a cult classic. Oh, now, yeah, right? yeah, oh, yeah. And you know, I mean, again, Denny Villeneuve also has the advantage of thirty years in advancements in technology mm-hmm. and stuff, but. But, you know, people, but he, he, he's taken that one and successful. And while Blade Runner 2049 did not, like, kill in the box office, I mean, people seem to like that movie, too. And that's another property that he's done mm-hmm. that uh, most people were like, I don't know if anybody can actually make another movie like this. So hats off to him. I guess this is what he's going to be doing for the next, you know, three or four years at least, at least a third movie. Well, we're going to have to wait. He has two others. I was telling Ben off the air. Uh, he has two others on his plate. Cleopatra, which should be cool, and some kind of Isaac Asimov sci-fi movie. Mm. So we not might not get doing three for another five years. Okay. Luckily, these kids won't age that much. They're, hard, they're young people. It's hard. Um, to, it's hard to believe in some ways that the first Dune was three years ago. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't and, feel and, like that. He didn't make any movies in between, though, right? He just kind of nope. Because yeah, well, you take some time to make a movie this good. Yeah. You know. Not only that. Well, there was I, also well, no, it's not good. But not only that, Ben. I know you mentioned runtime. Even still, it moves seamlessly. It's not I bad. Mean, it's, yeah. it's it's not it's not bad. I, I, mean, I was a little bored at the beginning. Yes. But they got through the juxtaposition exposition pretty quickly. Yeah. You know. Once once. Paul 
really gets ingrained and ingratiated. Uh, once he's really ingratiated with a Fremen, and you know he's like doing that raid that I was saying before, and he's mm-hmm. fighting and all that. Um, you know, it gets interesting. The music's amazing in this too. Oh yeah, it, def- it definitely it definitely gives a, a, cult, a cultural. I believe feel it's Han- Hans Zimmer. I believe. Yes. Yeah, it is Hans Zimmer. So so it's it's very well done. I mean, it's like I said, there's. There's not many negatives in this. I mean, this is no. an amazing movie. Is it, I can't believe we get this movie in February. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. You know? Well, technically right. March, but still. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe it opened it came in February. Thursday. Yeah. It came Thursday. But but <laughs> we're, we're, the, we're the beginning of the year. Like this is yeah. this. I mean, I, I guess theoretically, this movie should have come out in November in the fall, last fall, because or last fall, but it was only pushed back because of SAG. Maybe October, because that's when the first one came out. It'll still get a Best Picture nomination. Oh, no, no, no. No, No, for sure. Um, You know, I was listening to another podcast. Um, How dare you? I know. And (laughs) they had a good question. Maybe I'll pose it to you. I'll pose the same question to you guys. If it had come out in in the fall, last Mm -hmm. fall, do you think it would be a best picture contender for that? Again, going up against um, that would be interesting. Like that and Oppenheimer, and you know, it's a stacked. Absolutely, but only because they're allowed to name ten. Yeah. Yeah. So there's already a slot for it. Not only that, but um, I know Keith's. I, have you talked about it on the podcast, Zone of Interest? Yeah. Have you talked about it on the yeah, podcast? Yeah, I'm thinking that Zone of Interest. Ugh. Yeah, it's, I, I think... They're, Not I, a great movie. Yeah, <laughs> I think, even if you have ten, I think you could probably have knocked off Zone of Interest and put another movie you Put in this there, one so. in the color purple. It'd yeah. Be perfect. So, so, yeah, so I think it, would de- it definitely would have been nominated for Best Picture, definitely mm-hmm. Best Visual Effects, probably one for Best Visual Effects, and... I would dare say probably at least best director it could mm-hmm. be on there. And it, I wouldn't it, count out Zendaya in this movie. Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, the the, 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 the podcast are saying maybe Rebecca yeah. Ferguson and maybe maybe Harvey R. Bardem. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. They were, I don't know if they would win, but I'm, it would I'm, be I'm big on Zendaya, though. Yeah, yeah. She was really good. Uh, I don't think I, we have I, anything else to say. Unless Brad has some nitpicks, yeah. maybe. You know? No, I, I don't really have nitpicks. Like I said, it's... I, there ain't much I don't like about this movie. Like I said, it's good. If I give it a four and a half, it's, yeah, it's got to so, yeah. be a good movie. <laughs> so. Hopefully this is an omen of after just like surviving the last two months of just dookie movies. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's good to have a good one back. And, well, we're um, talking about it. March is promising. There's yes. Guy Ritchie, several things. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I think we should wrap this episode up. So Keith, what do you got for plugs? All right. You can reach us at Movies and Meal OG at gmail.com. Uh, Movies and Meal on Movies and the Meal on X slash Twitter. And give us a listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do podcasts. Okay. So for this episode of Movies and the Meal, I'm Ben. Thank you. Spread. Peace.